Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pam Fox. Brexit, the U.K.'s departure from the European Union, has created great concern at the Bank of England among some of England's top, or the UK's, I should say, top business leaders, and certainly even at, in Europe and the United States. So why did retail sales, Pim, jump the most since 2002 in the UK last month? We're going to find out if Brexit is becoming Brexit. Brexit. All right. Well done. We're going to have to find out more about the U.K. economy and its relationship to the Brexit vote. But first, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for Bloomberg Business Flash. And uh, thank you, Pim Fox. Thank you, Kathleen Hayes. And we are brought to you by ETF Exchange 16, BNY Mellon's annual ETF Symposium, September 19th to the 21st in Dana Point, California. This essential conference is complimentary for RIAs, but space is limited. Register now at bnymelon.com slash ETF. An update for equities. Stocks have been fluctuating, but with 29 minutes to go ahead of the close, the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ all advancing, at least right now. Walmart increasing its annual earnings forecast after second quarter results topped analyst estimates. A sign the world's largest retailer is pulling business away from rivals such as Target. Walmart shares are up 1.6%. company also provided an update on online sales as we hear from Bloomberg's Shannon Pettypiece. They just spent $3.3 billion for Jet last quarter, which surprised a lot of people considering Jet's this one-year-old online startup. Um, but this quarter, uh, online sales look good. They were up about 12 percent. Uh, they've been in single digits in the quarters before then. So a sign that maybe things are improving there. Sales at Walmart opened more than 12 months, rose 1.6 percent last quarter, which ended July 31st. United Continental Holdings CEO Oscar Munoz making significant appointments to his management team, filling a chief financial officer position that had been vacant for a year and replacing a longtime chief revenue officer. Gold up $9, gaining seven-tenths of 1%. Crude up 2.9%, 48.16 a barrel. And at 3.32 on Wall Street, now a look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. A law enforcement official in Rio de Janeiro now says two security guards did point guns at Ryan Lochte and three other American swimmers during a dispute at a gas station early Sunday. Police had earlier said no gun was pointed at them. The change in the version of events came after police interviewed one of the security guards today, part of the investigation into Lochte's claims that the swimmers had been robbed at gunpoint. There could be some fallout in the shooting death of a black teenager in Chicago. Bloomberg's Michael Barr has more. The superintendent of the Chicago police says he will recommend that seven officers who were involved in the shooting death of a black teenager be fired. Superintendent Eddie Johnson says he accepted the recommendations of the Chicago inspector general, who concluded the officers filed false police reports. Laquan McDonald died after he was shot multiple times at close range in 2014. Officer Jason Van Dyke is charged with first-degree murder in McDonald's death. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. 
A newly built apartment tower in Long Island City hasn't yet opened to the public or found a single tenant, but the building is for sale. The developer says it put the 45-story building on the market to take advantage of investor demand to own apartments in the area, just across the East River from Manhattan. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider, and this is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping S&P 500 index up 3 to 2185, a gain there of one-tenth of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The pound strengthens and more investors still concerned about Brexit and the U.K. economy. Well, let's find out more in the context of retail sales rising 1.4 percent in July in the United Kingdom. That follows a nine-tenths of a percent drop in June. And also we're seeing that employers are not sending their workers pink slips in the United Kingdom. They're not making any sudden decisions to lay off staff. Here to tell us more is Jacob Kierkegaard. He is Senior Fellow, Peterson Institute for International Economics, joining us from Washington, D.C., home, of course, to Bloomberg 99.1 FM and 105.7 HD2. Jacob, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, is, are the results today, are the numbers today, uh, is it an anomaly or is this something that we can expect in the future? I wouldn't say it's an anomaly, but it's certainly good news for the U.K. economy. I mean, so they came in, I mean, retail sales came in well above consensus. I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, too much of the monthly numbers. As you mentioned, there was a decline in June. There's a a rebound in July. But it certainly suggests that the vote itself hasn't dented U.K. consumer confidence uh, uh, to any great extent. And that is, in the short run, uh, in my opinion, as I said, really good news for the U.K. economy. Can it be sustained? What does uh, you know? We saw the pound jumping on this. What? How is this going to play out now? Uh, after sort of first blush over the next uh, six months to a year, maybe uh, Mark Carney, Bank of England Governor's move to just step up with stimulus reassured people. Well, there's no doubt that the, the proactive uh, measures taken by the Bank of England uh, earlier a few weeks ago uh, would have that effect in the medium term. But I would also expect. Uh, the UK fiscal policy to be significantly eased uh, over the course of the fall months. Uh, but I would still argue that I think the real risk to the UK economy is not so much a declining consumer spending in the short to medium term. It's really an investment-driven risk. Uh, and it's that the uncertainty associated with these uh, circumstances of Brexit, I mean, how is it going to unfold, et cetera, is going to be so big and continue to be so big that, uh, uh, you know, businesses are not going to invest. So the downturn that I continue to believe will occur in the U.K. economy is going to be investment-led rather than consumption-led. Just a little bit more detail on those retail sales uh, reports. Uh, sales of watches and jewelry, they were up about 16.5% on the year, perhaps that less valuable pound making it uh, – less expensive for overseas shoppers and also making holidays in the United Kingdom cheaper. That will, that will continue, won't it? Uh, I think that will continue. I, mean, that's, I, I, I believe that uh, the, pound, the, the, the pound is going to continue to decline going forward because of uncertainty and because of the declining 
appeal of the UK as a destination for foreign direct investment, and then the fact that it is a country with a very significant uh, current account deficit. And I don't believe that at the end of the day, foreign investors will continue to finance that at the even at today's exchange rate. I think the further has the pound has further to fall. Hmm. What's well, interesting uh, that. Uh the European Central Bank, uh, which uh, gave an account of its July 2021st meeting today, agreed that their immediate reaction to the outcome of Brexit should not fuel excessive speculation about more stimulus, that it was widely shared, um, and uh, if it's warranted, they would use all the instruments at their within their mandate, but it seems like, are they just waiting and watching or are they saying they don't think they're that worried about the impact of Brexit, not only on the UK, but on other European economies? Seems that these European economies could suffer if the UK doesn't buy their exports. Yeah, I mean, I, I must say, I'm not particularly worried about that. I think the Eurozone economy uh, will prove quite resilient to uh, a downturn in the UK economy. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't expect the ECB to uh, launch any more uh, monetary stimulus as a response to uh, quantity. Uh, sorry, to to uh, Brexit. Uh, that doesn't mean that the European Central Bank uh, later this year will not, uh, for instance, choose to continue or extend its uh, quantitative easing program for other reasons. Uh, uh, but they don't think they will be Brexit related. Jacob. Tell us a little bit about the political implications of Brexit. I mean, you can go back and maybe 50 years ago, 60 years ago, it wasn't as if the British and the French were necessarily uh, wonderful soulmates on every topic. No, I mean, I, I think the, politi- the longer political implications of this vote are really still incredibly uncertain. Um, I think we now know that the current British government, uh, Prime Minister May, has said, you know, Brexit means Brexit, so they're going to go for it. But but what does that concretely mean? Uh, does that mean that they want a clean break from the EU uh, and then negotiate some sort of free trade agreement? Uh, does it mean that they'll try to get a relationship with the EU similar to that of Norway, for instance, which is sort of a peripheral semi a member of the EU, uh, uh, it's really very, very uncertain. And I think, you know, the, the, the time it will take for us to know that is going to be measured in years, not in months. Years, not in months. Well, I think, Jacob Kierkegaard, there's probably a number of uh, European watchers and UK watchers who agree with you. Jacob is Senior Fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with PM Fox. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, retail Darwinism. It's survival of the fittest. We'll find out about who's got the best leadership and the best investment plans. That's next.